Welcome to Stay Engaged 2023. Now in its fourth year, Stay Engaged is back to captivate you with a compelling lineup of weekly offstage sessions from esteemed IAB UK members and the creme de la creme of the digital advertising industry. Prepare yourself for a whirlwind of creativity as each episode aims to ignite your imagination and revolutionize your thinking. In this week's episode, Sarah Vincent from Index Exchange and Faisal Carmely from Warner Bros. Discovery will discuss the current state of CTV in the UK and provide a better understanding of the UK consumer and how we can build a better advertising experience in the future. Here's Sarah. My name is Sarah Vincent and I am the UK and Ireland MD for Index Exchange. And I'm delighted to be here today with Faisal from CNN. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi. Yeah, I'm uh, Faisal Kramali, VP of Digital Business Operations for CNN International Commercial. We're responsible for business operations outside of the US for all of the CNN properties, looking after data, programmatic operations as a whole. We also kind of drive commercial conversations and initiatives across Warner Brothers Discovery too. Amazing, thank you. I'm going to be asking today for your informed opinion on the evolving landscape of CTV, new consumer profiles and what it will take to bring the best viewer experience to connected TV. Let's start with the definition. We could be here the whole podcast <laughs> on defining this, but I'll make it really simple and say that CTV is video content that's viewed on a TV screen and delivered through internet connection. In this discussion, we'll be specifically diving into the ad-supported video content portion of CTV. According to the IAB's UK Compass report from last year, CTV viewing accounts for 28% of viewing on a TV device among UK adults and 55% of which for 14 to 34-year-olds. This continues to rise. Building better ad experiences is very important for this growing group and it's going to take industry-wide collaboration to help make this a reality. So let's start off with the with your questions, Faisal. What do you think is unique about the CTV landscape here in the UK compared to the US and Europe? I think CTV as a whole has been positively disruptive in terms of the TV experience. And obviously, as a broadcaster company, we see that as a really positive thing. And I think we're going to get to that later. But in terms of the UK audience, what we've seen is that they're much more brand loyal. You kind of get one chance to engage them, but they will come back and back to you. You know, our Discovery Plus team in the UK will probably have some really good data on that engagement from a CNN perspective. Uh, we've launched our live channel and recently launched a CNN Fast. Congratulations. Which, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's early days, but really positive signs so far. What we see in the US is there's more of a breadth of platforms, even though consumers here in the UK, we see there's a lot of platforms already, but the US, even more choice. So I think with that, you get a second chance, a third chance at a uh, uh, bite of the cherry when it comes to trying to engage users. UK compared to the rest of the world and EU specifically, it's all about kind of uptake and adoption of CTV within those regions, which really defines our strategy. UK obviously really high adoption of connected TVs as a whole. But if you look across Europe, they're just as important, which is why we've launched in 15 countries, European countries outside the UK for, for this particular product we've just launched. Amazing. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the typical profile of someone who watches your ad-supported content, like their demographic, for example? And is this a different type of consumer to those who you generally watch your linear content? Short answer is yes. It is a different profile. I think, especially from a new, as a news organisation, reaching a younger audience, this is the really ideal avenue for that. And we've seen that 
18 to 45 age group engage much more, whereas our linear age group is higher and in terms of the demographic there. But the the way we've catered to that is obviously try to make it a more familiar advertising experience for them and obviously from a content perspective as well, which is why we saw success with a live channel, but we've created something that's a bit more angled at the younger demographic and that's been successful. So yeah, it is definitely a different audience, but saying that, the, the same people who watch the live channel will still, and on, on a linear feed, will still engage with our brands on, on connected TVs. Obviously, if you look at a graph, it's probably the opposite in terms of proportions, linear versus digital, but we are still engaging with every demographic. So, yeah, yeah. it's been interesting. And, you know, as we've launched that and obviously, you know, as we look across the CTV ecosystem within Warner Brothers Discovery, just seeing how things have gone, you know, I think the platform's been a really good way to just a new avenue to distribute content, which is ideally, you know, ultimately what we do. So, yeah. Yeah, which is is amazing. So it's it's an additional platform giving you wider reach across a broader audience. Yeah. Yeah. And again, as a broadcaster, the linear business preceded everything and was and is still successful. So being able to extend that and find a middle ground is actually really exciting for us as a broadcaster. Uh, absolutely. Um, if we pivot a little bit, talking a bit more about the better ad experience, mm-hmm. so from the user themselves, what are some of the ways that you've been able to build more enjoyable and responsive ad experiences to your consumer across all channels? This has been a really interesting one. Again, as we've launched the linear experience and kind of seen it, consumption, and also how the advertisers have engaged with that. And now we've created a more, a faster experience in CNN Fast in the sense of clips-based and more dynamic. We're able to cater that ad experience to that audience as opposed to just having a linear feed where we have ad breaks or even uh, AVOD where it's a program and you know we know how the schedule works in terms of ad breaks. We're actually able to cater this and change it and optimize it as we go depending on engagement so in terms of creating that experience it's something that we can continuously change and make sure it's the best user experience that we can get to which is not something we've never generally been able to do on tvs so yeah excellent what do you think it's going to take to make an overall better ctv ad experience across the entire industry you've got some very defined strategies yeah. about how you're employing that within your business um, more broadly. I mean, without using too many buzzwords, I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> atten- attention, you know, and engagement are very much important in the in the advertising ether at the moment. And, you know, attention is, you know, length of viewership and, you know, how long people spend with our products. So I think, you know, in terms of the CTV experience, making sure that it's as sticky as possible and people return, you know, even if there are not and I'm not necessarily talking about our products, but just generally as an industry, even if there aren't long session lengths, people are dipping in and out because we know attention spans have shortened. As long as people continue to come back and we're creating something where people can snack content as well as long form, I think that's a really important thing to be conscious of as we launch new products. But yeah, and then from the advertising perspective, I think we're getting to kind of what the future holds. But I think, you know, making sure that it's not a cluttered environment you know, I think we have an opportunity here where maybe web has become quite cluttered, you know, even app. Audio, I think, has stayed quite clean. And I think that's probably a good model to go on in terms of how podcasts are monetized and things like that. But I think TV and CTV specifically, being able to keep that without having low quality, 
just making sure quality stays high because I think that's what people expect from TV advertising is high quality and making sure that's the case on CTV as well. I think we're very cognizant of not just to start opening up web-based trading on pre-roll, for example, which sometimes can get a little bit cluttered and maybe not the best experience to making sure we keep it quality on CTV. I think it's an opportunity we have to start from scratch, really, and making sure that's the case. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like across the whole industry, it's a huge Mm. opportunity. And to, I think your point about quality is a really important one and can't be overstated really because the user is expecting or has a certain level of expectation yeah. of to the experience they're going to have and so if it starts to, to become of lesser quality then you're going to lose uh, you know viewership so yeah and it's sorry. replicating that yeah yeah and one thing i was going to sorry i was going to add is you know one thing we've seen a lot as an industry again uh, and also sometimes on our own platforms is advertising fatigue and we for example are a very high percentage of our clients come to us for branded content and for us to be a, a content producer for them. We want to make sure that stands out. So we don't want to clutter that environment with non-quality advertising to make sure our premium advertising can stand out. So again, something we're conscious of to keep engagement levels high. You know, I think metrics is something else that we're obviously going to touch on. It's making sure that people complete those and spend time with that brand is, is still really important. And if we get too cluttered, I think we might lose a bit of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So less is more. Less is and more. And let's try and learn from some mistakes <laughs> from other digital advertising yeah, organizations. And you know, this is something I probably shouldn't be saying as a commercial person, but talking about our earlier model of having a dynamic ad setup within fast experiences, we'll reduce the ad brick if we show if it shows that is something that helps the user engage longer. It, it may actually mean more inventory then to get to the bricks and mortar of it. But that is something that, you know, we can look at and that's something we should be willing to do, I think, as an industry is reduce the ad footprint. I I know it's a hard thing to do at the moment because we're trying to take as much cash as we can. Everyone is, right? Revenue targets are there. But I think it's something that we should be open to and it's something that's good for clients, good for users, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, and longevity then. Absolutely. I think you're right about looking at ways in which you can maintain the yield but potentially with less and just bringing that experience to be a high quality one, which as you said, will bring longevity. What do you think about transparency within the ecosystem and how we can build more of that? Again, I think like going back to learning from previous mistakes, you know, in advertising, yeah. if, if there's things that we can learn and we should be actually driving forward within CTV. Yeah, sure. I mean, if we look at kind of conversation around the cookie and classification of content, publisher generated audiences and all that kind of part of the industry. I think that was a positive step. And I think that can something we can learn from in CTV in the sense of how do we normalize all of the data that we have? Every content producer that publishes on Fast or, or on their own AVOD, SVOD product will classify content differently. There is a challenge in the industry then, and maybe I'm looking at the IAB for this, to create some sort of structure to that and say, you know, as they have done before, as the IAB has created before, 20 segments that publishers then can aim for to try and classify the metadata we have on videos so that we can start bundling audiences together as an industry. We do tag everything editorially. It's generally quite free form. And again, that's the challenge really is how do we normalize all of that um, to create a single view on a business audience, or a sports yeah. audience, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's crucial, really. And we talk a lot about signals that we see, obviously, across the exchange, we receive different signals from different broadcasters. And there is no, there's nothing that's yet emerged as a kind of a table stake, and then also like a a standard way of presenting inventory. So that's why, and you mentioned about the IB 
Tech Lab has yeah. produced their latest protocol, OpenRTB sure. 2.6, which does have a more defined parameters within it about how to have a very standardised presentation of inventory across, you know, connected inventory. So that it's there, but the adoption of that will be, you know, the faster that happens, the, the this monetization stream really, will be and really. also grow a lot quicker and be great for see across the board. So I guess to my point is this... This, from our point of view, it's very much a collaborated effort. Mm -hmm. Like, do you see the same? Do you have, you must speak to other broadcasters. Do you have, is it the same sort of challenges that you all face? Yeah. And if you think about the aim of most of our products, consumer products, we're categorizing content to, for content recommendation. So actually, I think there's already a classification there that happens with every publisher. In terms of defining that and asking our editors and video producers and publishers to change how they work, I don't think that's maybe something that'll be more, more tricky to do as a unified way to do things because every publisher and content they produce is different. But it, it may be, you know, kind of a, a contextual engine at CMS level. You know, I'm getting into the weeds here, but <laughs> that could, you know, work across the board. Uh, maybe giving a tech idea to somebody here to, 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 to start something up, which I believe actually saying that I'm not going to name names in terms of companies, but I think there are a few who are doing that already mm -hmm. in terms of content classification at CMS level. If that can be across the board, I think that can be a really good positive push and that created as a signal. And I think, it, you know, because of the nature of how CTV is traded, it's, it's a bit simpler. I think it could be a bit simpler to do as well in terms of sending that signal t to yourselves, for example, and how that can be classified. So, yeah, I'm positive about that. I think that is something for the future for us to push for. And that's globally, I, you know, I, I think, yeah, I know we're talking about the UK specifically here, but I know the US are, are pushing this and generally they have a lot more resource to be able to push these things. I'm talking about the industry as a whole. So I, I think we, we can always innovate here in partnership with them. I think that's probably the best way to do things generally. The word you use about simplifying is just like, it's very much music to, I think, everybody's ears. Yeah. Like we talked at the very beginning about even defining CTV and then all the acronyms and just the way this has been presented in quite a complex manner where actually it doesn't need to be. So a step towards simplification, I think, will be welcome across the board. But yeah, again, like I was saying earlier, we have an opportunity here to start from scratch with this product. Not from scratch, obviously. It's a few years old. I could probably say that in the sense of it being an actual developed in-market product, but, but I think it's still early stages enough for us to be able to get ahead of any cluttering of this of the space and make sure that, you know, best practices are, are kind of adhered to or, or at least suggested to the industry as a whole. But yeah. Yeah, agree. I think we're in a good point. We've got enough learnings to make the, the good decisions yeah. and, and formulate those best practices and then drive the adoption of that across the industry. Yeah. So, Well, um, it sounds very positive. Let's go for it. Yeah, let's yeah. go for it. Awesome. <laughs> On that really positive note, what is the one thing, or is there one thing you're most excited about in the coming year or years for CTV? CTV, in terms of our approach, we've recently, on the back of launching our CNN Live channel, have launched CNN Fast, which is a, a clips-based channel that delivers three to six minute clips. And we've created a, an ad product that's along those lines as well, uh, 90 seconds of ads every 15 minutes. We've launched it across Samsung, LG, Rakuten, Freevee. We've launched it in 16 territories across Europe. Yeah, I think it's great timing to have this chat because we're just in the middle of this kind of innovation space at the moment. I think one thing that is something that will develop over time is content curation. As we all know, it's quite hard to find or pick content. It's all there. I think that will develop a lot over time. And that could be platform by platform. So every broadcaster's OT app or on-demand app 
we will be produced and there'll probably be some unified tech there as well, I would imagine, that they'll come forward. I think the people who we haven't really mentioned who will play a huge part in this are the manufacturers, mm-hmm. whether that's TVs or games consoles, for example, you know, a connected device to a TV. The interactivity of content and advertising yeah, and gameability of it as well, I think, you know, again, talking about the gaming platforms, they're, in, they're huge in this space as well. So being able to ensure interactivity. And again, I think th- there's been slight strides in that. I know a couple of platforms have created interactive content, but I think there's a lot more to come in that space. I think that's going to be really good for content and advertising. So yeah, I'm pretty positive about that. I think that could be quite cool. Something to look forward to. Absolutely. I can see the glint in your eye there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we like this new a, things. Yeah, exactly. Things, this is a really exciting <laughs> space anyway. And then you've got the further you know, evolution of that to come. So yeah. that's amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Pleasure. It's been absolutely brilliant to, yeah. to have you in here. And I feel like we're doing our best radio D- <laughs> DJ presenter impressions. Yeah, I try. <laughs> trying to make my voice a bit deeper. At the moment, so. <laughs> thank you. Cool. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's IAB UK's Stay Engaged 2023. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it and tag at IAB UK on Twitter or Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening to access the full range of Stay Engaged episodes and stay updated on the regular IAB UK podcast.